With this podcast, we will provide you with conversations about all things wellness, personal growth and development, as well as nutrition guidance and stories based on our own experience as we move through transitions in our life. So tune in for the next episode. Welcome back to Don't Fuck It Up, The Art of Wellness with Sabina and Jamie. This is episode number two, and today we will talk about mental health in honor of the Mental Health Awareness Month. The reality is that each year millions of people suffer from mental health conditions, but mental illness affects everyone directly or indirectly through family, friends, and co-workers. Because of that, it is so important to practice self-love, self-care, and know that you are not alone. Today, we invited our friend Jamie Ann for a chat with us to tell us more about mental health and how we can all practice a little bit more self-love with the season changing. Jamie Ann is a medicine woman and resides in Western Australia. She lived in a jungle where she studied wildlife and plant medicine, and she works as a mentor and guide and empowers you to feel the magic of the earth. Recording this episode, we experienced some technical difficulties, but please stay with it and listen to the end as it will be well worth it. are aware of and talking about in the United States. World Mental Health Day is October 10th, 2021. We wanted to talk about not just from a physical sense, but you know, even people who feel like on top of their game and feeling really good, we have stress, we have things that are happening. You might have people in your life that are not doing very well and not know how to handle it and also want to be in the conversation. So how do you actually broach that topic? And that's where this came from. So with what I'm into, which some people are like, oh, it's very woo-woo, the incense and the Palo Santo and the tarot cards and things like that. There's the seasons that we talk about and the changes that happen. And with that, what do we talk about as far as guarding ourselves against seasonal changes? And how do we actually embrace that and make sure that we're in the right frame of mind to thrive versus like, oh my gosh, winter's coming or, oh my gosh, spring is coming and I'm supposed to be cheerful, all of these things. So that's where I thought that you and I might have a conversation because you're so good at really listening to your gut and your intuition and figuring out what is the universe trying to tell you? What can we learn and how can we work in harmony versus, oh gosh, another season is coming. It's like a push against. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's really important also to realize that you have your own seasons within the seasons. Mm. You have the external seasons of, you know, your, you guys are coming into autumn and winter, whereas I'm coming into spring and summer. Mm-hmm. But within that, we each have our own internal cycles and, and seasons. So we may be in summer 
but our system or our body may be in winter. We want to hibernate or we want to kind of slow down. It's being able to be in the bigger seasons, but also honoring your own season. And how we do that is actually we check in with ourselves, even if we make it a daily ritual or a weekly ritual, to kind of go, how am I feeling right now? And looking at where your energy is and looking at where, do I want to be outside? Do I want to be socializing? Do I want to be doing all these things? Or am I actually feeling quite inward? And then not judging yourself if you're in summer. And also, this is what I find really unique as well, because your best friends might be in summer, but you're in winter. Mm. So they're in their energetic summer of their being. They want to be out socializing and chatting and doing all those really vibrant things. But you're in your own winter season and you want to be and kind of hibernate. Then you're like, why aren't I doing what they're doing? Mm. So... You know, it's such actually quite a big topic, <clears throat> and especially as we're coming, like you guys are coming into autumn, it's time to slow down generally as Mother Earth does. So if we're someone that doesn't like winter or we struggle against autumn and winter and it feels like heavier and darker because we have those darker times of morning and night and it's colder generally, the way that you can actually nurture your being is like what supports me through these seasons. Is it going to have a sauna weekly, you know? Is it lying in bed later in the mornings and listening to the rain or actually nurturing yourself before you get up in the mornings and changing your self-care routine? And then in the summer, you want to be maybe up and at the beach maybe before you go to work, essentially. So does that kind of make sense? Like looking at your own, the way you thrive with seasons and then also your own season within Mother Earth seasons. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it really goes into how do you protect your own energy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because even within, like if we get even more granular into our seasons, um, you know, there's something that is maybe happening within your life and you need to protect your energy or expand your energy because you are ready to take on a new, um, a new, a new feet. And so that piece of it really becomes what we're looking at. Um, very individualized, energetic pieces. Oh, that's huge as well, isn't it? If we're actually wanting to step into something, how do we look after our energy and focus on what we're wanting to step into and looking at where our energy is leaking essentially mm. as well? So we're doing things that we don't want to be doing. And therefore, we're doing things we don't we're doing and we don't have the energy to really focus on what we want to create right now or that new chapter that you're talking about. And that does take focus and energy and time and potentially mindset, body work, all of the things that would create that kind of timeline of expansiveness like a summer. Mm. But, you know, you're doing things that other people are asked, that, that wonderful part of us that are people pleasers. Right, or the one part of us that's like want to support others, or we're not looking after our own energy, and we have this kind kink in our hose. And Mm. that also, from sharing that, comes down to energetic hygiene as well. Like we know about, you know, washing our physical bodies. We know that that's like a given from birth, right? You wash your body, you wash your hair, like X, Y, Z, brush your teeth. But if we're not looking after our energetic bodies right now, we can feel drained. We can feel foggy. We can feel unmotivated. Our energetic hygiene is like having a shower morning and night. Almost when you're washing your day off, you're washing everything off. 
the conversations, the energy that you've just been out in. And just what we were talking about before is about the energy right now is quite intense and, and dense. So it's like, what does your physical body need, your mind, your mind need, your soul need to be really grounded in your body right now? You know? Oh, so amazing. How do you personally protect your energy when you feel like it's getting low? Okay. So if I'm feeling like my energy is kind of, I'm quite a hibernated human. Um, I spend a lot of time on my own, but if I'm feeling like I've given a lot or there's a heavy energy, I I rest more. I take my space and time. I take myself to the beach. I put my feet in the earth. I'm in nature more. Um, and I really can, I mean, I connect with the elements anyway, because that's my work. But if I'm mm-hmm. feeling like it's all getting a bit too much, I go and have my feet in the earth. And when I do that, just by being present with her, my system softens, mm-hmm. my breath softens. So I almost breathe with Mother Earth. I breathe with her breath. And so often we don't take a breath. I mean, I know we like essentially we're breathing all the time, but how often do we actually take an intentional breath where we slow our body down and we allow that breath to move through our system? Like if you just did that for 30 seconds, you would feel your body soften because we're not on constant guard and we're taking that space and time to breathe. So even that, if you're finding, when I find myself, if I'm in a a situation that I'm feeling um, that's coming a bit stressful or I'm like, okay, and I come back to my breath and I center myself and then I can handle anything because if we're not centered, if we're not able to stay strong in our center, especially right now with everything in the world, we we feel like we're in chaos. We feel like we're swirling with the chaos and the energies. We're not grounded. If we're able to come back to our breath and feel our body, because generally when we're in stress, when we're in stress as well, we're not within our body. Our mind is up. We kind of leave our body energetically wise because it feels uncomfortable. So if we can breathe deeply and come back to our body in that moment, we're like, okay, I'm here. And then we're fully present. So for me, it's really important and drink lots of good, clean water. Mm. Clean water, good, clean food, feet in the earth. And if I'm feeling particularly overwhelmed when I'm around people, especially with my work sometimes, like if I've got a retreat and I'm around people for two days, Mm -hmm. my self-care after that is alone time. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, of service to you now now I need space so then I go and sit on the beach I go and have that space and time I don't apologize for it and I think it's really important to know what works for you you know so that what's works for me but someone else might just want to go and have a cup cup of, cup of tea with the girlfriend and have that download and then she feels better or he feels better but it's starting to know your own patterns and your mm-hmm. own um I guess soothing soothers like self soothers. Yeah, come back to yourself when the world is in a bit of chaos right now, and it's okay to not be okay, but it's also okay to mm-hmm. have systems for you to help you move through this with more ease. For those of you who don't know, um, Jamie Ann has been my coach for a year, over a year. Has it been that over long? Over a year now. Yeah, yeah, over a year. And we've been working together and I've just found so much intuition and really great grounding practices from the work that we do together. 
I've often wondered, and I we briefly talked about this, but I think it might be worth sharing again. Where did you learn to tap into the intuition? Like where did where did this come from? Like you are a medicine woman. You talk to the plants, you talk to all of the things that are important on this earth and harness them. But where did that actually come from? Ah, oh, beautiful question. Um <laughs> A lot an big question. Like big question, right? <laughs> yeah, a really big question and a beautifully important question. Um, so I guess for me, it's been my journey of unraveling myself and through quite a lot as a child. So I was abused as a child and going on search of healing myself through plant medicine, through being in the jungle, through going deep dive with the plants and the medicines and my teachers that as I've peeled away the layers that ha- that I put in um, in front of me in the world to keep me safe, as those peeled away and come undone, I remembered that I'm an intuitive being, as we all are. But we have these we have these things in the way of us remembering who we truly are. So my journey to being to this point now, as as a medicine woman I am, was going to sit deep with the medicines in the jungle and connecting with them and healing on such a deep level that now I hear myself more deeply and I trust myself. So it's been such a big journey, you know, it's like been probably seven years now of healing and jungle work and teachers and medicine work and Mm. and willing to dive in and meet my edges and always willing to face myself when perhaps um what I see is not what I want to see if that makes sense like we have these ideas of ourselves that we we think we are and and when we're willing to dive in deep to ourselves we have we I've owned parts of myself that I'm like oh geez that hurts a bit geez I do that I did that and then loving that part of myself and then the more we love ourselves and actually own and acknowledge ourselves. And it's just been this deep coming home to my own self, my own soul, my own intuition. And within that, within the woo-woo here as well, all the other lifetimes I've been here before. Mm. And I was chatting to my girlfriend about this the other day. And I was like, how many times have I been here? And she's like, oh, many. And I was like, yes, I feel like I've been here many times. And she says within that, like, all the other lifetimes when I've come here this time, my wisdom is still here. Yeah. So it's kind of like owning all those other lifetimes and now that's fully being able to own myself and being fully embodied in the medicine woman that I am, that I be, and the medicine that I bring is different to anybody else. As mm. anybody. So it's been a really deep, big journey of facing myself and unraveling all that isn't true. And all the things that I put in the way of me to keep me safe. And I used to be that real positive person, which I still am. But no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And not looking at any of my stuff and just having this, you know, big smile in the outside world, but actually not being happy and not knowing what was wrong. So being able to really own my trauma and my pain and not bury it has been an absolute game changer. Yeah. And what I can share is that I've known you only as someone who has always owned what you've got going on, right? (laughs) Um, I think when you talked about, oh, my edges, I'm like, oh, no, we talk all that stuff all the time. Um, And it's so great. Sabina, who is not able to 
talk right now is saying, can we talk more about the ancestral wisdom? And I think I'm actually hearing it now. If you can hear me, we can hear you. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie, Anne, and I have talked about this a lot, but I think if you have a specific question, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm just so interested into this ancestral wisdom. This has been something that I've been exploring as well because there, I think I came to this part of wanting to know more when I actually was pregnant and I had not complication, but the doctors put a lot of worries in my head. And I really leaned into trusting myself and trusting my feelings. And I actually went to a healer as well, who was telling me she was able to connect with my baby already. And this might be also the woo-woo for some that listen, but I'm a deep believer in that. And I really tuned in and it felt so real to me. And it, it, it was the truth. And it is the truth for me. So basically all the diagnosis I got, my mom has gotten those diagnoses with me. And I wondered if her mother had gotten the diagnosis with her. So if that was just some situations that repeated themselves and they had to be repeated to, to lean into the fears, the worries, all the, the feelings that my mom used to have in order to understand her better and in order to not make the same mistakes as she may have done or to not give those feelings further to my child now. So I just wanted to know more about that. So maybe, Jamie Ann, you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely, honey. So definitely right now as well, just um, we are coming in to heal our generational lines. So what you're sharing the, the, to do with your pregnancy and your birth, that goes back to your mum and your mum's mum. When you came in, it's like taking over that contract of when you heal this, then it actually breaks a cycle for seven generations forward and seven generations back when we heal. So knowing that you experience the same thing, but did you trust your body more than your mum trusted hers in that experience? Can you share yeah, I did. I really had, I think I, and this has been something that Jamie and I have been talking on, uh, well, like working on as well. And gosh, probably for the past decade, almost, almost to be really, really aware of what's going on and really feeling into my body and not disregarding the signs and symptoms that I get. Yeah. So you're able to listen to your body more. So you, your mom, I feel like as well from your mom's lineage, We've come in at a time where we are stepping forward for healing. So our generations before us, they did exactly what they were supposed to do for us to be here in this moment and us to be who we are. Yeah. So as you are healing the generational lines, it's also having a deeper compassion and understanding for your mum and the way your mum has been, but also knowing that now you don't have to take on any of the things that um, are old stories, old programs that do not serve you and the mom that you want to be and the woman that you want to be in this world. Right. And it's, it's not even about forgiveness, right? It's just about acceptance for me too. That's how mm. things were back then. And she did everything she can or could to, to bring me into this world safely. And she did that, but I don't have to have those fears, right? Those are not my fears. Those are fears that were just given to me. And I don't have to project them back 
No, and you don't, and now you get to heal that. But also, just a kind of side note, when they were given to us, you also took them on to feel close to your mum. You know, so it's like the, you took them because then that means you have an association with your mum and an undercurrent, okay? So it's like I'm like my mum, therefore we're connected. Yeah, and that makes sense because it is so hard to let go of those feelings, right? Yeah. Because you feel like you're breaking away a little bit from that. Yeah. Connection. Yeah, and the thing is, my love, you're really not. You're not breaking away from your mum. You actually have a deeper relationship with your mum because you're not bound by the, I want to say, the unhealthy aspect of what mm -hmm. created so then you get to create a new relationship with your mum that is that is healthy but then yeah. the ego is like how do I approach this right that's where the people talk about the ego death comes in because part of that relationship between you and your mum has been part of that tie so when that drops away it's like the ego is like well I don't know who you are anymore and you have to for a while there it's who are you and who am I and you, you form a new relationship so it's really having that deep compassion and any of you beautiful listeners out there, if you can relate to this, that you have these connections to your parents that you see now and it's like, oh, wow, that's so I still felt loved by my mom or my dad. Because when we have an aspect of them, right, they're going to love us. If we shine too brightly, this has gone a bit of a tangent. If we shine too brightly, they might not love us because we don't fit into their idea of pain and suffering. Thank you for sharing this. This is definitely giving me so much more insight as well oh, my pleasure absolute pleasure any other questions what do you do to protect your energy as you move into and not just protect I should I should not preface it that way but I think what do you do to welcome the new change from different seasons I think that you have so much to share with us about that so I, I think it's really important to look at when we're moving into seasons and we're transitioning, it's like how asking ourselves this question, how do I thrive as I move into this season? And because you're going to find a whole new rhythm, right? So I'm just coming out of a really wet, wild winter here. And even today it's wet and wild. But as soon as that sun's out and I was like, I don't want winter to leave yet. I want to stay, stay cozy and the fire on. And then as soon as that sun comes out, I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh, that's what it feels like to have the sun yeah. and the wind on my face. And oh, summer, quick, come. Right. So it's like when we're in something, we can't see past that, if you know what I mean. Like if we're in winter, we can't remember what it's like to be in summer, but we want right. our summer to come. So being able to really sit and go, what do I need as I transition? So for me right now, and it'd be different to each of you's views, that's terrible English. Each of you, you have a human. I don't to say it. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Oh, perfect. Um, so as I'm transitioning, I'm like, okay, I want to be in our bed at sunrise before sunrise so I can go to the beach when it's warm. How do I nurture my being? Okay, I need to actually spend when the sun comes out just to go and sit in the sun. So for me, as I transition, it actually means slowing down a bit more to really embrace the warm weather. So my skin can feel the warmth so I can have my feet in the earth. So for me, as I move into spring, it's like really taking that beautiful notice of nature. Like I'm currently looking at my window and I can see the tree blossoming, you know, and there's life coming around and it's like, okay, how do I embrace spring now? What does that look like for me? And like I just shared, it means going to the beach. It means being sat in the sun. It means breathing deeper. 
being up earlier. Whereas if you guys are coming into winter, it might be different to you. So when I was in winter, I would stay in bed more in the mornings because my system was slow. So I would be slow in the mornings, whereas now I'm like, ah, I can feel that energy shifting through me because spring's here. I'm like, ah, it's that kind of bit more go energy, whereas winter, I want to slow down. So it's really feeling into your body and knowing what does that look like for you as you come into as you guys come into autumn. What is your body needing daily now? Does it need more hot drinks? Does it mean need more hot food? Does it mean having saunas or jacuzzis where your body is still being able to be warm to feel expansive? Because just as I'm sharing that, as well, my body almost contracts a bit because I'm cold. My body contracts. We're not opening up to receiving more sometimes. So our body is kind of like, oh, I'm cold. So we, we can kind of close down a bit. So if if you notice that around your being, if you notice when you're cold or winter's here, like you want to close down and contract, you can do that. But you can also ask your body, what do I need to feel more expansive? And it may say, have the fire on. And you breathe into that space that the warmth gives you, even in winter. I completely hear what you're saying because I remember last season and we're preparing ourselves right now for the winter that's coming already. Mm, yes. <laughs> no said winter is coming. It's it's a really hard winter in Berlin. It is yeah. so gray. It is so wet. Last year we got really lucky. We had tons of snow, which is really unusual for a big city like this. So when you were talking about right now, I remember that I would make time every morning around seven or eight o'clock to get up, even though it was dark, but be out when the sun was just going up to walk the dog and just sit by the lake in the snow and like walk over the frozen mm. pond to just really absorb those sun rays and just get my energy from it. And with that, I felt really good. As for the winter before that, it was just really gray, no sunshine, no snow. I found myself in a deep hole, like just that winter depression and trying to get fake sun into my house, to mm. just get up this vitamin D. So I think we have to get now onto like a vitamin D supplement one, but also just really figure out ways how how we feel comfortable with the season and really lean into the feeling, what do I need? I need to be warm. Okay, what does that mean? Maybe just more movie nights and snuggling up? Or does it also mean I have to maybe exercise more to really get that the, the, the inflammation out and just move around so my body is sweating and having this energy? Do I need to find a sauna where I go once or twice a week to really warm up and, and start sweating? Yeah, And I definitely crave different foods around that season too. Something that's more hearty, something that's like under the earth, right? Some root vegetables. And I tend to eat more carbs too. It's just um, trying to eat the healthy carbs, but it is within nature, right? To go for that. Yeah, because you're inside more and it's that comfort food, being warm from the inside, right? right. So it's like, you know what you're saying? really picking up on as we go into winter you guys go into winter if you're 10 if you can be in a depressive state or you do get the sad it's really important that you nurture your being move your body you you mentioned it really important sweat get that body moving if you even if it's yoga or walking drinking beautiful hot teas beautiful medicine of the herbs like different teas that you can make that actually help support your nervous system as you travel through winter Can you share some of the herbs that you would recommend for the winter season? Oh, shh. I work with the energy of medicine, so I'd have to tap into you personally to mm -hmm. share what you would need. Got it. 
So okay, um, the next type. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not a herbalist, but I work with the energy of the medicine. So what I do is I just tune in and then I might get, say, Rose wants to work with you through this week or milk thistle or whatever comes through. And then I do a recording for you and I send that to you. So I don't I don't prescribe like physical medicine. Mm-hmm. It's the frequency and energy of the medicine, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which I can t- attest to has been so amazing. Um, I've like Jamie Ann has been my coach over the last year. And I think the medicine and the wisdom that she shared has been so impactful. There's nothing to describe it unless you experience it. It's a hard one, isn't it? It really Yeah. Yeah, just experience it and then you, your body feels it. Your body feels the medicine. That's the importance of the work, well, the work that I do, but really tapping into nature. Like there is so much wisdom and energy and healing in nature, in her plants, in the elements that knows exactly what we need when we don't know what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's taking the, herb, the herbs aside it's like really listening to your body what do I need to get me through winter to make me not to make me so I feel alive so I'm thriving and not judging what comes up for you on a day-to-day basis so one day you know you might say okay today I just feel like I want to stay at home and read a book and have a hot bath and the next day you might want to go out and meet your girlfriends for maybe a glass of wine or a coffee or a tea like taking away all the judgments and just letting your soul guide you to what is nurturing your being in that moment in that day in that second because that's how we come back to ourselves that's how we come back to our own intuition and not judging ourselves on anybody else and what they're doing which is easy to do with social media right and I think that's another thing with mental health social media we see all these other people online and think they've got the perfect life perhaps what do you need in these moments what do I need that's that's (sighs) definitely a big topic that Jamie and I have been exploring as well how the social media impacts our way how we think and how we we see ourselves and how we live our life. Mm. How many followers do we have? And does that actually value our worth? It's huge. It's a huge topic. And how many likes do I have for that post? Like, especially in business, if you see someone else and they're like out there and they're doing the things and you're you're like in winter season personally and they're in their summer personal season, it can easy to go, why am I doing that? Because you're not there. That is so important because we can judge ourselves on everybody else, but they're not you and you are not them. Yeah. So important. And what do you need? What is what is your creation need? What is your business need? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Foremost and utmost. If you're not looking after yourself, if you're and I've been um listening to really some really good podcasts recently, because I'm always I'm always open to learning new things and being open to being you know, what is your house like? What is your clothes? What are your clothes like? What is your car like? Are you looking after your system? If we're not looking after everything around us plus us, how can we be a service? Amazing. There was silence there. I was like, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's a thought starter. Really? It's, it's, you know, where are you not taking care of yourself? Where are you having leaking energy? Where are you not being integral with yourself? And I think it's really important. If we want to be a service to this world and that's part of our in our DNA and what we're here to support humanity, it's like that old saying of cleaning up your own backyard. Mm, yeah. I mean, and I'm sitting I- in my closet right now and recording this, so <laughs> I, my brain is going wild. <laughs> I love that. It's great. <laughs> but it's important, right? It is important. Yeah. 
how are we thriving in everyday life as well and looking after our own needs and that's not selfish I think we've been been deemed selfish in the world if we look after our needs if we take time for ourselves if we mm-hmm. nurture ourselves and it's like well who are you to be have time to do that who am I not to like we came here to be have this beautiful human experience we came here to nurture ourselves but we've got it a little bit back to front because yeah. of the way culture has been the way the world has taught us that we need to be everything is unraveling right now and I think that's where people can be struggling because it's like who am I in this world where I don't know where I fit where do you think if this resonates where do you start okay so where you would start is every morning just take for five minutes this was just, this is just a really simple and easy step just five minutes in the morning before maybe you get out of bed don't turn on your phone place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and breathe deeply where your belly is soft you can feel your belly rise and fall you can feel the breath move through your body and just sit and focus on your breathing and feel how your body feels for five minutes just five minutes your mind will wander bring her back or him back to being centered and present and just allow yourself to be present in that moment and at the end of that five minutes ask yourself what do I need to know today what's best going to serve me today in this moment and allowing that space to come after you've just sat with yourself and allowed your nervous system to soften before you let the world in before you turn your phone in it's so easy to, t- to even pick up the phone before you've even got out of bed in the morning and you don't even know how you're feeling like how am I feeling today that's a really big one right now like I've been moving through a lot my dad passed a year ago the anniversary was a few weeks ago but it brought up my mum's been gone a very long time and I'm really tender like my heart is tender so I'm just allowing her to I take more space at the moment. I, I'm softer with myself. But just hearing how am, I, how am I feeling today? How is my heart feeling? And just allowing whatever arises, arises. And then just love that space. That's a really easy way to start. It's five minutes of your day. Yeah, and I just and, started doing this while you were talking and it already felt like so much calmer and I felt the shift going on. So I'm also, I have a little bit of practice in that, but... It, it might may take a lot longer for some people, right? If they just get yeah. started, but it is a beginning. And if you create that habit over time, you will see such a big return on that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing, like it's a practice that can start supporting. And if your mind wanders, just try to start two minutes for three days. Gradually, you know, gradually implement it over a longer period of time. Like it gets to be simple. We don't have to make it complicated. And I think that's really important. I agree. Is there anything else on mental health before we move forward? I would just, um, just when you shared that, Jamie, what popped Mm -hmm. into my head straight away is nutrition. Mm. What are you eating? What are you feeding yourself? Which is really important because if we're feeding ourselves sugar and carbs, and having those crashes, if we're eating a lot of meat, <clears throat> I'm not an expert, by the way, in any nutritional, this is just my own personal experience. What does my body need to be healthy and full? And if we're struggling, we tend to go for emotion, we tend to emotionally eat, we tend to and also alcohol, and we just can grab at food to numb ourselves and the same with alcohol and drugs. So if you're finding yourself grabbing at foods and not knowing why, 
just pause for a second and say, what do I actually need in this moment? So I think nutrition is a really important one and one that's overlooked because we have to eat. Yeah, I agree with you and I couldn't say it better. And I think so many more people need to know that too, that we fall into depression during the winter time or during seasons or days that are shorter because we tend to eat the sugars, the carbs. It's the season where it's like everywhere in the grocery stores. There's occasions happening um, and parties mm -hmm. where you just drink and all the foods are presented to you. So it is super important to be kind to yourself. Maybe those foods once in a while, but you need to understand what it will do to you. And you need to understand to make the day after an adjustment and therefore then fuel your body with the right things to not fall into that hole. Once you're in that circle, it is a really, or cycle, you, it's a really hard thing to get out of. But acknowledging that and making the first effort is super important. And also giving yourself enough sleep during that time. Because with the sleep, you will also make wiser decisions of what to eat because your body is not tired and does not tend to want to have the sugars or the carbs. And not saying that carbs are bad, right? But you have to choose the right ones. Do we need those carbs to make those healthy hormones because our vitamin D is most of the times deprived, who is a catalyst for the healthy hormones. And so eating carbs like sweet potatoes or just beans, like some really good vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, all those things, or like also like the winter shard or rainbow shard or kale is super important. Those are good sources of vitamins and they're just so good sources of healthy carbs as well. Mm, absolutely, honey. So before we sign off, Jamie-Ann, I realized that because of this untraditional introduction I didn't actually talk about you or like who you are what you mean to me and all of these things you've been this immense teacher and also such a great friend and someone I can call upon when I'm like what the fuck is going on and I can call you and tell you all the things that are happening and you're like let's talk about it and also make sense of it so I really appreciate your wisdom and I know that saying that you're from Australia and you're a medicine woman is so cool and different and very specific but also I think I really would love for you to explain to anyone who might be listening what you would share about yourself Oh, first of all, thank you, my love. Like I, like I honor you, and I, I love you deeply, and I feel very blessed to walk this journey with you. And seeing you come into your own over the last year, and I think it's even a year and a half now. I don't even know; it's gone so quick. Um, brings my heart so full of joy, my love. So thank you for that beautiful introduction. I feel very honored. It's been such a journey, I have to say, coming to this point in my life where. I get to sit in ceremony regularly. I get to serve my beautiful clients who I love and do it from a real deep space in my heart. And my journey to this point has really been, like I shared, I think mid-podcast was about my unraveling of myself, my unraveling of my identity of being this certain person and really coming back to that raw self of who I am without the traumas, without the walls, without everything I had created around me to keep me safe. And being through 
certain experiences. So I shared about the abuse, but also my ex-fiance had a heart attack and brain injury. And that was a very challenging opportunity, should we say, to grow. So all these experiences in my life has given me such a, mm, a deeper level of compassion for this path that I walk and people that I surrounded myself by and being constantly in communication and in apprenticeship with the medicine, with the earth, with my teachers and knowing that journey never stops for me. And the deeper that I go and the deeper that I connect to the land, the deeper I can hold my clients, the deeper I can hold the space where they need to go because I've been there myself. And I think as a coach, mentor, healer, you know, whoever you are, that if you haven't been to those places, this is just my perception, by the way, you're unable to hold your clients there. If you're unwilling to meet yourself, your clients won't go there because you you don't hold that space for that safety for them to drop into that space. So my work has me facing myself over and over again because I want to be a service. And that to me is the most important thing of why I'm here. You know, everything else, yes, to have community and relationships and all those things, but to be deep in service to the plants and Pachimama. And I feel like I didn't choose this path. This path chose me. Like I feel like I don't, it sounds really bad, not bad, quite random. I feel like I didn't have a choice with the medicine, with the plants, with, what I'm creating because Pachamama was like, we're in this together. You chose to come here with me. So, you know, anything that's in the way of that, I have to face off. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. Um, and I don't have a choice. I mean, I have a choice, but I don't have a choice. It's like, yes or yes. And with me sharing that I've been tender, like I've been so tender because I'm now open to being tender. Yeah. Like I've been Probably four or five years ago, I still had all my walls up. I was, I was, I had to, I had this hard exterior because I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust anybody else. So I, I was hard. Whereas over the years now and doing the work, I'm softer. So now I feel so deeply, but I don't just feel the sadness. I feel the joy. And I think that's the important thing when we feel more, when we open up more and we soften more into ourselves. And that's where I think we realize we're empathetic because when we feel so much and we allow us and we don't hide from our own sadness and our suffering or our anger or our trauma or whatever that might be for us, we can feel the joy and the bliss. But if we're repressing all our things, then we don't feel anything. We're kind of in this monotone life where we don't experience everything. We're like, oh yeah, life's fine. Like life is better than fine. Life is juicy and delicious, and I feel blessed to be on this planet. I feel blessed to feel all these emotions that I feel. I feel blessed to have had the experiences that I've had because that's made me everything I am. Mm-hmm. So, is that yeah? I feel I feel blessed to be on this path and this evolution. And like I say, being a medicine woman and being the woman I am, the path I've chosen, I can't hide from anything. I wish I could sometimes, but I can't. <laughs> I think that's with a lot of healers, right? Because they're oh, just yeah. so hyper aware of everything. And yeah, I think it can lead to just a sensory overload as well. It can. And I think that's where you have to bring the laughter in. Like mm-hmm. knowing that, like I said, the last month has been quite quite a ride for me, shall we say. Um, but I've just laughed through it because it means that I'm, I just see it for what it is. I don't get caught up in the stories. I don't 
kind of go poor me this is too hard I'm just like oh so this is this today oh my god how do people work with you um where can they find you like all of those things I think we need to touch on that for sure so people can find me at I am Jamie Ann on Instagram also that's Facebook so my handles are for both my website is currently being redone how people can work with me, I generally do three, six, or 12 months mentorship. And what that means is we go deep into what they are needing and everybody's individual, so they have their own individual medicines and what they're moving through. I also have group programs. I have one launching, it will be the middle of November, called Resonance, and that's a 10-week program. And... That's mainly the ways you can work with me. If you're local to me, if you are in Margaret River or Western Australia, you can come and sit in ceremony with me, which I do mama cacao. I also create space for energetic ayahuasca ceremonies, which may seem very different. So the medicine that works through me, it comes through frequency and energy. So we don't have to take the medicine, like physically, for the medicine to work. That's how I've been moving through the medicines the last couple of years. And I've, it's taken me a long time to own that because it's very different and unique. Whereas now it's, that's just how I work. It's just how it is. So those are the ways people can work with me. Jamie, I think oh, we need ahead. to make a trip to, to Australia. To yes. I know. We've already talked about it, but COVID has not our friend. Margaret River is definitely on my list. And Sabina, you are so welcome to join. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Come sit in ceremony. Come be on the land. Mm. It's beautiful land here as well. And Jamie, you've been talking eventually traveling. So where might you go? Oof. Uh, Mexico is on my <laughs> on my radar. Mm-hmm. And maybe Europe. Come okay. and see you in Hawaii, potentially. Traveling is definitely, um, I'm quite a travel bug. My soul loves to move and she wants to move. So I'm just kind of open at the moment to where I need to go or where she's calling me. But, yeah, Mexico seems to be quite a – or um, Costa Rica, like some warm weather, you know, where you can travel with more ease. Okay. Well, ladies, I love you both. I think this was really amazing. Is there anything else while we're recording that we want to say? Hmm. Just maybe share another little bit of a tool for people to start, like you can add this in or – A tool to start knowing themselves, grounding themselves into their bodies. Moving your body is really underestimated, especially in times like right now that we're moving through. If we're stagnant, if we're feeling depressed, if we're feeling down, we tend to not want to move our body. We tend to feel heavy and lethargic. Go to my Spotify account, which Jamie's going to share with you, and just intuitively, and by intuitively, I mean look down the list and feel where your energy or your eyes land. And then put that playlist on and just move your body. Ask her or him how she wants to move. Place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and just allow your body to move how your body wants to move without judging, without thinking it needs to be X, Y, and Z. And just allowing any energy that you've been holding on to to be released and moved with, and moved with ease and grace. That alone can support you every single day and be really simple. That's it, I think, my love. I will tune into your Spotify playlist as well. And I might even move in before I go into work where I'm just sitting stagnant. 
Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Move your, yeah. Movement's really important right now. However, yeah. that looks and feels, it could be yoga, like dance, running, just to help move this energy because essentially we are all connected to everything else in the, in, in the collective, yeah. right? So when we move that energy through us, we're moving it through everybody and for everybody. With that, we will end our episode number three. Thank you so much, Jamie Ann, for being part of our adventure today and sharing your wisdom with us. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation we had. And until then, don't fuck it up. <laughs>